Welcome to Nothing is OB South Texas Golf Podcast, episode number 53. I have a good buddy of mine. I have Ken Buckler. He is a superintendent for Touchstone Golf, really hailing out of Golf Club of Texas here in San Antonio. Now, Ken has been in the game for a good while. He's the one pretty much responsible for all the vast improvement that has been going on at the Golf Club of Texas here in San Antonio. I'm looking forward to hearing his story, but a word from my sponsor. I'm thankful to have Michael A. Aguirre with Capital Strategies and Mass Mutual Firm as a sponsor of the show. Like my passion for golf, Mike has a passion for helping others, especially in the financial department. Please allow him to give you a free financial analysis and help give you and your family a better fiscal outlook. I trust Mike with my finances. Please trust him with yours. There's several ways you can hit him up on his cell phone at 210-413-2522 or on his website at www.michael-agide.com. That's Michael A. Agide, financial advisor with Capital Strategies. Mike will not do you wrong. Thank you for your sponsorship, Mike. I truly appreciate you. All right. Hailing from the Bluegrass State from Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky, I have Ken Buckler. How are you doing tonight, Ken? Good, Andy. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, man. I really appreciate you being on the show. Been dying to have you on for a while. I'm glad we can finally make this work. Um, I appreciate it. All right, Ken. So to start things off, how did you make your way all the way from Lexington, Kentucky to here in beautiful San Antonio, Texas? Man, it was a, it was a long journey. <laughs> I actually, um, I'm from Lexington, but moving out here, I moved from Hickory, North Carolina, where I was a superintendent at a golf course for a management company called Warrior Golf. Well, I was there for about two years and then found out that Warrior Golf is following bankruptcy, so I had to start weighing my options. Luckily, I came across Touchstone Golf. They offered me a good position. And I actually, in, I actually went with them to Gulf of Texas in Concan before making my way here to San Antonio. Now, so many people. No, hold on, real quick. There you go. Now, some people have told me that the Golf Club of Texas there in Concan, which is about, I say, what do you think, about an hour and a half outside of San Antonio? Yeah, about an hour, hour and a half. Okay, it's just I'd say about just up ninety, uh, right there around a, around Gardner or Concan. Now, uh, a lot of people say that there's a lot of simi similarities with that course and then the Golf Club of Texas, maybe dealing with the, maybe with the course setup or uh, the clubhouse area. Uh, no, totally different. <laughs> um, we got Golf Club of Texas and Concan, which you, they sold it and everything last year, but it's more of a hill country golf. Like you have the, Mountain scenery, I guess, throughout the whole golf course. Totally different grasses. Um, it's more or less a good place to go for vacation. Now, Golf Club Texas here, we have more of a, I don't know, I guess a more open field than that golf course. We're a little bit more, or fairways a little bit more open, and I don't know, layouts is totally different. Now, now in in the Golf Club of Texas at Concan, one of my good buddies, Gabriel Gonzalez, uh, and I'm sure you know him. Uh, he used to, he used to be uh, one of the, the guys who helped run that place right there. Now, uh, he told me that when you were there, 
things were looking good, and now it's gone just a little bit downhill since you left. It has. I, uh, when I got there, they were having issues, and I was bringing it back. And but now I guess I can't. I can't dog it because the new owner has been putting a lot of money into it. He's trying to get that place back up and going. Um, this is going to take time. Like like anything, once you know, once it gets that far gone. We'll take time to get back, but when it does, I think it, it'd be a good course for somebody to go do a stay and play and enjoy it. Well, now, look, now looking at your resume, I see a Penn State turf management. Now, yeah. what now? What does that entail? Because over over the years of running this golf podcast, I'd like to I'd like to say I've picked up a few things in the agronomy department. All right, so so tell me, what does that turf management at a Penn State entail? Uh, pretty much. Teaches you everything you need to know about turf. Um, like in our industry, our soil temperatures is like our bread and butter. If our soil temperatures aren't right, then our grass is going to grow right. Fertilization, you have to know. You have to know the keys of fertilizer. You have to know when to put it down. You have to know when to spray. You have to know what to spray. Um, there are just so many elements in the, in this business that a lot of people don't realize. They basically think, oh, you're a, you're a golf course superintendent. Oh, you mow grass. No, that's not the case. There's a lot that goes on with my job. And Penn State taught me taught me all the bookwork. But a, a lot of my a lot of my experience has been in the field. I mean, I've been doing this since 1998. Um, my first golf course job was the actual grow-in. So I got to see everything from start to finish, and that's what made me fall in love with the golf industry. Just seeing how everything was put together, watching greens grow in, watching fairways come together. It was just, I just fell in love with it. And you know, before that I had a business degree. <laughs> so I was, it was just like, I went from doing it from a business degree to, okay, I'm gonna do turf. And I, Never look back. Well, I'm going to tell you, you make a lot of us guys jealous with a lot of the pictures that you take in the morning and you post on social media. Like I got one right here of, of 14. And, yeah. and it's just, it's so annoying seeing you post pictures like this. <laughs> and I'm just like, dang, I said, you know what? You're making my mouth the drool here. And I'm jealous of, I'm jealous of the views you get to have every morning out there on the course. Oh. And uh, it's it's just like, I was like, man, I was like, you know what? Ken's a big tease. That's what I do, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I now, make you want to come out there and play. Oh, hey, well, you know what? If that's what you're trying to do, you're getting the job done over here, man. I'm trying to find a way to get out of work early like Jeremiah does, you know, all the time just to get out exactly. there to the course. <laughs> no, that's my favorite time of the day. I love I love that morning sun coming up and just, I don't know, the golf course just pops. Between that and then, of course, in the evenings, my wife and I, we love going out and doing our sunset drives around the golf course because it's just the way the sun hits the golf course is amazing. Yeah, I have a couple more pictures right here. I got a picture right here that you took of hole three. And I'm just like, damn, I said, I said, this guy must be real tech savvy or he must have took a photography class in college or something. I was like, because I was like, this is super scenic. I was like, this is like bathroom 
uh, painting material right here, you know? <laughs> and I, so, I do love my pictures. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Well, you know what? Uh, I really think that I, I, I totally understand that it's not just one person that helps make up a course because I know you have to have a strong team behind you and you got to get a lot of guys to get on board and to see your vision as crazy as it might be at times because I know since I met you in March of, I think, yeah, in 2020, in March 2020, uh, because when I met you out there at Pleasanton Golf Course, that was when uh, that was when Sean had just brought you on because, you know, you had just recently became the the superintendent there at San Antonio Golf Club of Texas in San Antonio. What do you think has been uh, some of your biggest challenges in bringing the course up to par? Uh, I definitely agree. I mean, since day one, all I've kept hearing from the members and people who played there in the past, our greens were the worst. So that was, that's probably been my biggest challenge. But we did, you know, I just started doing things that they did not do in the past. Uh, started doing more of a vertical cut on the greens, top dressing, um, just internalizing more, and just and brought them to where they are now. I mean, it took us it took us like six months to get them to where they are now, and we're just going to keep thriving and getting them better from here on. Well, shoot, man, I, shoot, I totally think. I totally think that that you're achieving that, and I always hear y'all guys talk. You supers, you supers talk about your different your different type of cuts, your different type of dressings and toppings. And a couple of things that I've picked up along the way is we were there super early, I think, for a tournament, and Zeke didn't let us go off because of the fog over, uh, or not the fog, the frost. The there was frost, a frost yeah. delay, and. You know, I'm over here. I'm, I'm constantly listening and watching golf shows and listening to podcasts about golf. And one thing that I've really learned about the frost is that I guess, and tell me if this is true, that if you step on the, if you step on the grass while there is frost or a bit, that it could kill the root of the grass. It can, and then also your footprint will be there for about three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that is my, That is probably. The worst part of us when it comes to this because anybody who walks out there is just going to, it's just going to kill the root system and then you have you can see where that person's walk for the next two or three weeks now i got a good question right here from i got a good question right here from sergio how can we get a golf course management degree at one of the san antonio universities uiw had a bba for that but i think they pulled it that's a good they question did. um the only place i know in texas is Texas A&M. Um, you can go, I think they offer online classes. Uh, just go on their website, look at their, what degrees they do offer. And it will probably be under, yeah, turf management. And it will tell you all the, pro the whole process of going through it. And you can do online at home. Or you can do Penn State like I did. And, <laughs> All right. Okay. Now tell me, are, are you are you a big Natty Lions fan or oh, Nitty Lions fan? I know. I uh, growing up, I I was all about Penn State football. I love Penn State football. Now basketball, Kentucky Wildcats. Five four. Okay. Well, now out of out of all the years you've watched, probably uh, Kentucky basketball. 
which maybe a team was your favorite as you were rooting for throughout the years? Because I have my favorites. Kentucky was Kentucky. Rick Pitino when he was there, those were some of my favorite teams when they had those crazy, crazy uniforms and denim. That yeah. denim uniform, those are some yeah. of the teams I love. Yeah, I'm gonna throw your turn ball. When it comes to Kentucky basketball, my favorite years was Tubby Smith. Oh, I love Tubby. Hey, but he followed Patino. He followed Patino. He did follow Patino, but he, his coaching style was different, and it wasn't a running gun. I just love – I like watching – I just like watching Tubby coach. You know, I was a Rick fan. Don't get me wrong. I like Rick. But I just like Tubby's coaching style. He did. He had he had a lot of success, and he had some strong teams. I, I remember his son playing for him. I remember Scott Paget playing for him, and I'm like, I like Scott Paget's game. He was he was a, he was a big man that could hit the three. You know, yeah, he's a big man that can play any position you want him to. So, yeah. uh, oh man, and I think I think we know who who this is right here. Florida had a better back to back basketball teams. <laughs> I think we know who that is. We know who that is. <laughs> Bo. He wishes. <laughs> now now. Your time in Kentucky, I remember you briefly telling me uh, you you were able to go, and I don't know if you played or visited Valhalla, which is rated the number one golf course in Kentucky. Yes, beautiful track. I actually I went there and watched the President's Cup they had there one year, and then I've also played there a couple of times. I, I was really good friends with the old superintendent there, so I got to play there. I played there probably a handful of times. Oh man! Beautiful golf course. I mean, everything you hear about is true. It will it will eat your lunch, but you will enjoy every bit of it. Now, I really, I really loved that course, especially because it was, if I'm not mistaken, the 2008 Ryder Cup, and that was with Anthony Kim. You had Boo Weekly. You had uh, Captain Paul Azinger. You had a really strong team, and I think that was one of the years that Tiger was injured, so he didn't play in that in that team. And it was really awesome because it was a bunch of young guys and a bunch of good old country boys, you know, yeah. taking on Europe and giving them the business. They whooped them. I think if, if I'm not mistaken, it was 16 and a half to like 11. And, so. and, and it was awesome because I think this, this was really like the, the team that kind of got the crowd really into it and pumped up. And I remember listening to a podcast that, that Europe was pissed because all those guys were rallying the crowd up. Yeah, it was. It was amazing. I, I wasn't there for that one personally, but just watching it. I mean, it was, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, because if I'm not mistaken, they said that they had a lot of rallies within the, within, within the city of Louisville, and they had a lot of rallies. They had a lot of parties and tailgates, really psyching the crowd up because of, I think one of the European uh, captains or assistant captains said uh, they need to cut off uh, the Americans drinking beer. Because they said, I think that's one of the things that led them led to their demise. Oh yeah, I, I believe it. <laughs> it's Louisville. I mean, that's a crazy city. I was, I was actually that that year. I was down. I was in Florida then, so I, I wasn't around that area. So, but I believe everything you said. <laughs> All right, best course that you've played or been at in Florida. The best course I've been at or played in Florida. I'm gonna go. Uh, Copperhead down in Tampa, where they had the um, bass bar open, I think. Beautiful, beautiful course. Now, I've always, I've, I've played a couple of courses there. I, I've played it, 
uh, if it's uh, the the World Golf Hall of Fame, I think it's the Squib and the Squire, if that, if I'm not mistaken. And then I yeah, there yeah. you go, in St. Augustine. And then I've also played, I've played at Magnolia, and then the Palms Course there at Disney. And so, okay. uh, it's it rains there crazy. It rains there too much for me. We had too many too many weather too many lightning and delays there for me. Yes, every day you can you can set your clock by one thirty two o'clock. Thunderstorms are coming in. You better not be on the golf course. All right, Ken. Let's get into some of the meat of the many questions I have for you. Now, what has been your big love affair with the game of golf that you've made a career of it? I just love. I mean, I love the game. Um, I love playing it. I'm not that good, but I love getting out there and playing it. I love going to different courses. Um, there's really, I mean, it's just, it's just a great game to be out there with friends. I mean, it's a little bit more down with. So you have four hours, your good friends just have a good time. And that's, that's just what I enjoy about it. So tell us, what is a day in the life of a superintendent at a golf course like? What time does it start? That's that's one of the big things I want to know. I, obviously, we we know you get there before anybody else, but break take us through a day in the life of a superintendent. Uh, my day starts off at four fifteen in the morning. I um, get up, get ready, and I'm at work by five five fifteen to later. Guys are showing up about five twenty, and then we go in, get our morning jobs on the board. Everybody sees what they're doing. And then I send the guys out. We bowl the greens, change cups, um, depending on the day, mowing fairways, uh, mowing tee boxes, just getting everything ready for the customers to come and enjoy. Um, for me personally, first thing I do, I get the guys going. I go to my office. I check emails, and then like Sean, you know Sean, he's my assistant out there. Um, he would do the ride around, check the course out, make sure no irrigation stuck on or being here in Texas, no home damage. Um, and just making sure the guys are doing the job properly as they need to be doing. And then I step out and I do the same thing basically. And then there's some days that I'm on a mower myself because I love getting out and mowing fairways. To me, it's relaxing, it's peaceful. And I get to see everything. Um, and then as the day progresses, we get our morning jobs done. I have on the board what did he do for the second job? Majority of the time is weed eating, getting the eyesores that the customers are seeing. And me and Sean just basically doing the same thing. We're checking on the guys and I'm making calls to sales reps and doing, you know, doing my thing. Basically, Sean, pretty much, Sean is my assistant. Sean, Sean takes care of the, Sean takes care of the guys. He's my bulldog. <laughs> he's your bulldog. He's the muscle, huh? He's the muscle. He's Sean's the muscle. muscle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see. I, I got a couple other comments right here uh, because I'm, I'm only logged on to so many of my, my things right here. I got my phone. I got my iPad. I got all my stuff right here. So I got awesome guy, great superintendent. Obviously, they don't know you very well. They don't know They're learning about you. Now, now be, behind every great leader, yes, you do have to have a good team of good team of guys with you. Now, it seems like that's something you always have because 
I don't know about years past, but whenever I'm out there, I'm always seeing your guys working. I'm always seeing you working, seeing you or Sean on the mower, seeing your guys digging up some pipe, something. And I'm just like, man, I said, the poor, these guys, man. I was like, is like, Ken and Sean got these guys out here slaving out here, man. Man, I, I cannot, I mean, I love my guys. And, you know, like, people come up to me and they're like, you're doing a great job of the course. The course looks great. I don't take credit for anything. My guys, I mean, they, they're awesome. They have the passion like I do. They go out, they see things, they get it done. They come up with ideas. They come to me and they're like, hey, you want, should we try this? I'm like, yes, do it. They see things that I don't see half the time and they take care of them. I couldn't ask for a better crew, really. Um, I mean, going from the bottom guy all the way up to Sean, I cannot ask for a better crew. These are, this is probably the best crew I've had in all my years. Well, that's a good thing. That's a good thing because you can you can really tell into the the attention to detail and you know how as well as the courses improved. I'm not just trying to blow smoke up your ass, but because I play out there all the time. But it really has. It's vast improvement. Uh, the bunkers, man, you can play out of the bunkers before. I remember playing there. I'd say about a year ago or a year and change ago. Uh, we always deemed the bunkers unplayable, you know, or and we'd always everyone always got to pull out from them. And then now that you've chopped it up, and then recently when I was there, I'd say about a couple of weeks ago, I saw that, uh, what is it when y'all spray paint or y'all mark the course? What is that for when y'all spray paint the course? Well, right now, I mean, part of what you're seeing right now, we have a lot of spot spray because um, we have a lot of Dallas grass out there. So we came up with a mixture um, to get them to get out spot spray constantly. But as far as, but when you see like, White lines, painted. yeah. There you go. That's, that's me and Sean going out, going, hey, let's do this this fairway. Let's move it in or move it out. Let's do a different cut on it. Greens. I uh, I want to shrink the greens. I just think they're too big. I mean, I, we got we have over four acres of greens out there. That's unheard. Of. We've been trying to shrink them in a little bit, and I want to bring them down to at least about three acres. Wow. Just, wow! just for us on our standpoint, you've seen the green that they were matching. Let's see. I got I got a picture right here. I got a picture right there. That that that's a huge green. If you can help us out right here and help our viewers out, what hole is this? I'm not too familiar right here. What hole this is? Um, oh, that's hole number fourteen. Oh, that's fourteen. That's a huge green. Yeah, and and that's one of our smaller ones actually because it's not you know it's not as wide. <laughs> That's pretty wide. But if you were long wise, because I'm looking at it from the side, looking at hope and going to That's true. That's true. It, it is kind of it is kind of uh, short width wise, width wise. Yeah. Now, if you think of like hole number seven green or hole nine green, those things are huge. I mean, those are wide and long. So we're yeah, I'm just definitely just trying to get those down just a little bit. So anytime you see like paint marks anywhere, that's me and Sean going out with ideals going. Let's do this to this fairway. Let's design this tee box this way, or let's do this to the to the greens. And that's when, and you you'll notice in the next week or two, you'll see wherever we mark paint at, you'll see the grass is growing because we're cutting new designs, right? so it's all growing back up around it. Yeah, I saw that. I saw, I saw that on. I saw that on two hole two, and to where I yeah I saw the dotted lines, and then I'm just like. 
man, you're letting that area grow right there inside of the fence. And I'm just like, no, because this is where I hit. This is where I normally hit. I hit left. You know, you never want to be right at two because everything yeah. funnels. I, how come everything funnels into that little ditch right there? Everything funnels there. I don't know. I can hit the best tee shot on that hole, and I'm still in that ditch. I could be hitting right down the middle of the fairway. It'll take a bad – it'll bounce right and go in that ditch. I don't get that whole <laughs> <laughs> there's like there's like some sort of gravitational pull in that ditch because I remember I hit a drive there one time and I'm just staring at it and everyone's like, hey dude, you can get off the tee box, you know, let the other guy go. And I said, No, watch. And yeah. I hit it right in the middle, and all of a sudden it's fading, it's fading, it's fading, it's fading, and it goes right towards that ditch. And I'm like, Yep, that's exact. I knew that was gonna happen. So that's why I stood here watching it. <laughs> number four. Four the same way. You can hit the you can hit any club off of, off that tee box and you're still going into the trees over there. That's that's true. That's true. That's why I always try to hit I always try to hit right on that top of that hill, you know, right on top of that hill. Uh-huh. Now, as I was looking at through your Facebook and your social media, I noticed that some of the things that you have to deal with, it seems like you're not the guy kind of guy to put a band-aid on problems. You're the kind of guy to pull that band-aid off and kind of fix things at the bottom up. Would you say that that's correct? No, oh, that's absolutely correct. I'm a, I'm not a big believer in just band-aids. I want the job done correctly from the get-go. Um, that's just how I've always been. I'm, I'm very, I guess you'd say, very anal on my on my work. I strive to be the best, um, but I do it in a way that I'm not talking about it. But I strive on whatever project we're working on. It's going to be tip top. That's just all there is to it. Golf course. I want my golf course. I want my golf course to be the best in San Antonio, and it will be. And that's not me being cocky. That's just me saying it's going to get there because that's just how I work. I I, I don't want to be. I don't like being in second. I don't like being in third. I want to be right there at the top. Well, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. You're you're well on your way in that course. Uh, that rain, the rain's done a lot of courses some good, you know, and I yeah. don't think it's hurt GCT at all. But look at this picture right here. Uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about that big rain we had a, a while back? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the one bad thing about GCT. Um, anytime we just get a couple inches of rain, everything filters down from where they're good on construction on 211. It all drains down on our golf course. So anytime we get a rain, big rain at one at, in like a, I guess a quick moment, I guess. I mean, you know, it comes down, it comes out, comes in and moves out real quick. But downpours, we get flooded. That's the only bad thing about GCP. Now. In dealing with a, a situation like that, when you have too much rain or you have like the freeze, what were some of the biggest uh, obstacles or hurdles that you had to deal with, especially, or tell us about the freeze, like with the snow? Uh, the freeze, I mean, really, um, we were fortunate. I mean, there were a lot of courses here in San Antonio that they had Bermuda grass and the freeze hurt them. Uh, they had a lot of winter kills. Us, I just pretty much, uh, I, you know, I've been reading, this is my first time having a Zoysia golf course. So I've been doing a lot of research on it. And uh, really the only thing that I did, we watered greens before they 
before the rain or before the freeze came in. And then I let, I just let Mother Nature do its thing. And we came out of it fine. Um, it's because the zoysia grass is just, it can take a beating. And we were fortunate that nothing happened to it. Because yeah, I, know, yeah. I know down the road they had a couple of their tea boxes, some spots in their fairways, some of their greens. Um, got winter killed because of the freeze. We were just fortunate enough that yeah, it didn't hurt us at all. That's because we are zoysia. Now, as being the only course in North America that is zoysia from tea to green, uh, how has that been a challenge or been a change for you and somebody that's been uh, that, that went to college to deal with this stuff and that this is you know the only course in North America that has that type of grass? It's been it's been a very good learning experience because um, I've always dealt with Bermuda grass. I've had bent grass on a couple of courses, but the majority of my career has been Bermuda grass. So coming here, I treated it like it was Bermuda. I have I did not have not changed anything on my agronomy side that I wouldn't do to Bermuda grass. And so far it's been working. But I've also learned a few things that Zoysia is a different ballgame. <laughs> it really is. The greens. I've never, never even dealt with Zoysia greens. So this was all new to me. So I tried different things. Like, you know, last year we punched green and it took forever for them to recuperate and recover. And we were getting black ones. So that was a learning thing. I was like, okay, I'm not going to do it again. That's not the way we did it. Because Bermuda, the cores that I pulled out of the Zoysia, Bermuda would have been held up in two weeks. So now I learned, okay, I can't take a big core like that. <laughs> I got to do that. That's what somebody told me. Somebody told me that you cannot punch uh, the grass, or you cannot punch the zoysia greens. Yes, you can. <laughs> but they have to be like meal time. You cannot go there like I did. Thinking, okay, I'm going to do it like Bermuda and it's going to be fine. No, you got to have. You got to pull cores out smaller than your pinky. <laughs> if not, it's going to take forever for it to recover. Because zoysia, unlike Bermuda and big grass, they grow outward, so they they cover it a lot quicker. Zoysia, it grows up. It takes it a while to recover and go out. Yep. GCT greens are in the best condition, thanks to Ken. I, I totally agree. They're rolling, they're rolling really true right now. They look green. They look flush. And I think that's one thing that's a benefit of the Joysia is that uh, it doesn't leave a lot of ball marks or spike yeah. marks. And that's one thing I really it's like. It's starting to, though. <laughs> okay. I know there's more ball marks on the greens here lately. It's kind of surprising me. Well, I'm sure it has, I'm sure it has a lot to do with the traffic. The traffic there or, and, and really golf in San Antonio and Texas and even since the COVID times, it's just at a crazy alarming rate. And it's a good thing, and especially for somebody that's in the golf business, I'm sure that that's a that's a plus. It's a great thing, because I know I know like when I got there, we were maybe averaging forty rounds a day, and now we're like one fifty a day. So this COVID, yeah, it's a bad thing, but at the same time, it helped the golf industry so much because that's 
all anybody could do is play golf. So people that never played golf before took up golf just to be out front. And now they fall in love with the game. So they keep coming back. But yeah, it's it's crazy out there right now. I love it, but I hate it because I can't get my job. <laughs> that's a, well, well, the thing is, that, that, that's what I'm sure it helps keep you employed, right? Exactly. <laughs> all right, Ken. So now being a superintendent, Tell us a little bit about this secret society that y'all superintendents have. Y'all have like this little society that y'all are all in, y'all are all in cahoots together, that y'all have these superintendent outings, you have these leagues, you have this code. Now tell us, you know, nothing is OB here on my show. So I would give us a little insight to this creed or this motto that uh, relationship that you have with other superintendents at other courses. Oh, we're just, I mean, superintendents, I mean, we're out there struggling doing the same thing. So we're all like brothers. So we help each other out. Um, we do have once a month, a, uh, we have our golf course superintendent meetings at other courses, which majority of the time, yes, it's just playing golf and drinking and BSing with each other. But other times it's pretty educational. They always have a guest speaker sometimes and you can learn a lot from new products and everything else. But yes, I mean, just like I'm, you know, four brothers. It's a brotherhood. Superintendents are the same way because we we know what we're fighting with. We all we all rely on each other. Because if I have a problem, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna say Bridge Ranch. I'm gonna call Nick across the street. I'm like Nick. Hey, I'm dealing with this. Uh, need suggestions, and he's gonna suggest something. And same way, he's gonna, he does the same thing. It's just like we just help each other out. We're competing with each other, but at the same time we're helping each other. Because it's, it's just like the program. Now, this this relationship that you have with other superintendents, does that allow you and help you to get on courses that just regular Joes, <laughs> just regular guys like me have trouble to get on? It does. <laughs> so what is it? So what is your favorite what is your favorite course to play outside of Golf Club of Texas? Are we talking in San Antonio or are we talking yes, here in the here in the greater San Antonio area? Uh, you're gonna get me in trouble. Um, honestly, I really enjoy Oak Hills. Um, Oak Hills Country Club. Guy out there is doing a great job. Um, and the way out there is just amazing. It's an older course, but it's it's just Oh, it's just amazing course. That's been my favorite so far. Now, I haven't been to a couple places, but yet, so I haven't, I can't. You know, I've still got my eye on a San Antonio Country Club. Um, I still have my eye on Golf Club of Santero, and then Carol's. Those three I haven't played yet. Okay, I got you on two. I got you on two of those. I've played <laughs> the courses a good amount of times at Farrell's Country Clubs, both of them, Blackjack and uh canyons or no the, the oaks yeah the yeah. oaks yeah. and then i've and then i've played uh the north and south there at santera so i haven't been back there recently but i've heard a, uh, heard some a few horror stories about the conditions of that course which well, I, uh, I know they just closed down one of their smaller um they did? remodel oh damn i don't know which which track it is but one of them they just shut down. They were, they were doing the greens, tea boxes, irrigation. 
they're doing a lot of work to it up there. That that that's that's pretty good. I'm gonna find out a little bit more about that now. Right here, uh, tell us a little bit about the Superintendent Revenge <laughs> Tournament. What is this about? That is pretty much me and my guys setting up a golf course the way we want to, and putting obstacles out there to make it very tough and aggravating for the average golfer. That's like. Uh, my last course, we did it, and we had a, I don't know, I had a green that was just like, I mean, it was just crazy, just Mickey Mouse. I mean, it was just, undulate like went crazy. And I put the pin like on a hill, and it was literally like at a 30-degree angle on a slope. And then I had a buffalo blower sitting behind it, blowing. blowing uh, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's just stuff like that. It's just... You do whatever you want to do that course that day, just to pretty much give back to everybody who complained the whole year. <laughs> but it is a fun, it's a fun tournament. Um, we're gonna, we're, um, Zeke and I have been talking about it. We're going to do it this year. We were going to do it last season, but um, some other tournaments came up in the month. We was one too, so we put them first. But this year we're going to do it. We're going to do it about October. Just let everybody come out there and and not expect to shoot well. <laughs> well, <anyway. laughs> well, the well the thing is, I was going to ask you about that. I was like, because sometimes I see you put these pins in some funny funny spots, and so I'm just like, man, why is it over here on, on the edge? Why is it so close to the fringe? Or why is it on the slope? Or why this? Why that? How many times do you normally change the cups? Is that something every day or once a week? Or how many times? You know, does that really happen? We do them every two. We do them every other day. Like most courses, they will do them every day. The higher end courses, they're out there every day doing us. Yes, we're just doing them. We do them every other day. Now, in regards to your favorite courses are here around town, what do you think is something that Golf Club of Texas is doing that's really setting y'all apart from the other courses? Just improving. I mean. Right now we're just we're just building. That's all there is to it. We're just we're putting so much more, I guess I wanna say money, I guess, money and efforts into the course. And we're bringing in I mean you have seen it in the past seven, eight months, the new faces that have been coming in. We've been bringing in top 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 notch employees. I mean, and it's and it shows. Uh, my staff, I mean, I haven't brought anybody new in, but we got a new GM, uh, Shane Pearson. He used to be out at the Republic. Great guy. As you can see, he filled the pro shop up. So we got a lot more apparel, golf clubs. I mean, that place, since I've been there, it's never had anything like that in there. So now seeing it there, so that's helping out. That's getting a lot of new customers in. Um, just and just course conditions. They did the bunker renovation last year. Something that had to be done. Because they want to get to that next level. So it's just stuff like that. And then the of course, you know, um, the restaurant side the past couple of years has not been that great. They brought in Michelle, great chef, um, different platters every day. I mean, we never had daily daily 
one specialty. Now they got that going. And it's something different every day. That's, I mean, she does a great job. And, it's, and we're just building off that. And people see that. Um, well, one, one thing, one thing that I, I really see a lot is that I see a lot of people come in from the area to just eat there for lunch and they frequent there. And that's one thing I notice when I'm there for like a daytime round is that I see like a lot of guys, you know, Hey, they're in the work industry, you know, they're in the business industry and they come and they meet here for lunch. And as a golfer, I'm like, I'm like, man, why would somebody come eat here? I was like, there's nothing but golfers drinking beer, ordering wings and stuff. And you know what? These people are here. They're having business meetings. They're coming here like to eat like, like a legit, you know, restaurant establishment. And so it does say a lot about the quality that y'all are putting out there. And you're making it a super friendly atmosphere because it does. It's got a good vibe. You know, you can yeah. say it's got a good vibe. You can, I mean, everybody there is so, I mean, from my guys, the pro shop, to the restaurant, and, he, and up, you know, in both, up in, he does the event coordinator. Everybody is so personal with, our customers, I mean, they treat them like family. They welcome them open arms when they walk in the grocery I mean, you cannot ask for a better vibe when you walk in there. I, I totally agree with that. I, I think, uh, and a lot of courses do it as well, but Golf Club of Texas, I think y'all are helping break kind of that stigma of that that really that elite air that sometimes, you know, maybe that, that's given the golf industry a bad rap in previous years is that where people are afraid to go into the pro shop, they're afraid to ask for certain things. They're afraid to ask for instruction, afraid to ask about clubs or ask about a fitting. And I think one of the things that y'all, that your club golf club of Texas at San Antonio is really doing is kind of breaking down some of those negative stereotypes, especially with the, the diverse golfer that's out there now, you know, it's not just, uh, it's not just an old white guy, you know, doctor's lawyer sport anymore. It's a sport for everybody of all different colors, all different backgrounds, different ages. And uh, it's it's great that y'all have really kind of helped break down some of that, some of that, you know, conceitedness or some of that eliteness that has been our always, you kind of given golf, like there's that negative stigma about. And it, it seems like y'all kind of, you'll go the opposite direction when you walk through the door, you walk into the clubhouse, you walk into the kitchen, you walk into the bar area, uh, you'll make it super friendly and it's really been like family friendly as well too. That you yeah. know, you got you got the big checkers out there, you got the cornhole out there, and it's just it's been uh, a lot more uh, family friendly. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and that's and that's what we're driving on. I mean, that's why you see sometimes on our on our on our Facebook page the events we have out there. I mean, we have we're doing a big Fourth of July family, you know, fireworks, games, everything. To bring the family out, um, we just—I think we just had not too long ago. We had something else like movie night or something, because they want to keep—they want to keep that family atmosphere going, and that's what half hour should be. Yeah, it's this right here. Comment is elitist attitudes are killing the game. Golf Club of Texas is different, and that's an awesome feeling. Well, I, I think a lot of courses are doing this. I think a lot of courses are doing it now. I know uh, Ruben Cadavale with Alamo City Golf Trail. You can tell they're kind of overhauling their employees, and and I've seen a change within this past year for the trail and the public courses here in town. And I see I see it at a lot of courses, and it's a great thing that, like you said, y'all might be competing against each other, but at the same time, y'all are in this industry to really help and grow it. 
And I think that's, that's, man, that's such a beautiful thing, especially for somebody that's got two, two young daughters. I teach and coach and I'm trying to get the youth into this game. And it's just, you know, they're feeling, everyone's feeling good about going to the golf, golf clubs now. And that, that's a great thing. I, I think that's something that's totally changed with, within the, this past year. And that's a great thing. It is. I, mean, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, like even when we go to courses, even though uh, uh, the guys don't know us there, but the superintendent set us up, of course, you know, play and everything. We walk in, it's like open arms. I mean, it's just like every course we've been to, I've yet to come across anybody with a negative attitude or treat us like some low life, I guess, on the street. They've been open arms and just, uh, it's been great. I mean, I, I don't, I can't, I can't say enough about it. And it's all happened just in the past couple of years. That's before, I mean, before you go to golf courses, it's like they, they get, they, you get a pro shot, they push you back out. <laughs> I mean, that's the way no, it works. No. I, I totally agree with you. I, I, to, I totally agree with you. They're not as personal. All right. So let me tell, let me ask you right here. Now, what do you think has been your biggest, uh, maybe one of your biggest challenges or something that you had to go through that was, it's been tough for you to get to the position where you are? Oh, I, don't, I mean, honestly, it's just, I guess, trying to make a name for myself, uh, proving myself. That's been the toughest. I mean, I took my first superintendent job. I took it in Vanilla, Florida, at a golf course that was just ran down. Um, the pay was horrible. But I got offered my first job, so I was like, okay, I'll take it. And within a year, I pretty much had that place, like we've been doing out here at Golf Club, Texas. This place was. Half their greens were just dirt. Uh, fairways were just about probably 60% grass. And within a year, I turned that place around and built it up. And pretty much that, that got my name out there. And that was the toughest. I mean, it was, it was just tough getting my name to get to a better position, to get to a better golf course. And I put in a lot of hours, um, like some, you know, like Jeremiah works 20 hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> I put in, I mean, for the first eight years of my career, I was married to golf course. I, I put 70, 80 hours in a week because I, I was just determined I would be the best in my, in my business. And so far it's worked out for me. Well, I think you're, you're really naming, you're making a name for yourself in such a great way. And uh, I'm super happy. I'm super happy because Golf Club of Texas is is really one of the courses that it, it's really the course that I was able to really kind of hone my game in and improve on. And you know, and that was well before you got there. I would that was when that was when it was still a Lee Trevino, you know, course. Uh, we would go there, man. So so long ago, we they they do dove hunts out there. Uh, we would go out there, and I mean, it was one of our favorite courses when there was no homes around there. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's really nice. It's really nice as somebody that's really that really loves the place, that loves golf, that really tries to help promote it. It's nice to see it getting in the condition that it really needs to be in. Yeah. All right. So tell me, favorite golf memory? Oh, favorite golf memory. Wow, oh, man. 
Uh, so many. <laughs> Am I playing the game or just? Am I a spectator? Or it's, just, it's it's anything. You hey, nothing is ob, dude. All right, nothing is ob. So you tell I mean, me. Really, my, my favorite, my favorite memory is just yeah, being at Val Hall and watching the guys play. Really, I mean, that was during that was the President's Cup. Um, that was like three years, I think. In the President's Cup, I'm sorry, the President's Cup, and watching those guys play, Tiger and all them. That's one of my good memories. And then my second one is, uh, actually, I put this one first, uh, walking the grounds of Augusta, watching the Masters on a Saturday. That, that's probably by far my best memory, is watching. Uh, my first time being there was 2011, and I got to watch the Young Guns, Jason Day, Rory, uh, Fowler, all coming up. That was their first year we played the Masters. And I walk, I sit there and follow them on Saturday and man, and walk, just walk the ground. Damn, that's awesome, dude. That that's amazing. So how that's, so, that's another perk of being a superintendent. Ah, I know, man. Dang, you know what? Maybe I need to change my major. Maybe I need to go, I need to take some of those night classes and so online classes you've been talking about. <laughs> All right. Um, favorite golf movie. Oh, great game of the play. I love that movie. <laughs> it just everything about it just it's just the history of it. I love I just love that movie. It 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 is a it is a great movie. It, you know it it's so funny because like you're like the third guest in a row that has said that that was their favorite movie, and I'm just like that that's that's like my, my favorite golf movie. So yeah. you know I'm crush I'm crushing on you right now. Okay, I'm crushing on you right now. <laughs> Well, everybody like I mean, everybody says Caddyshack, everybody says Tin Cup, but no, greatest game ever played. But I mean, you're going back, you're going back when golf was. I mean, when golf was golf. I mean, that, that's just a great. I mean, I, I don't know. I just love that movie. See, I love that movie, and and I really get kind of those same feels that movie has is when you're is when I'm at Old Brack at Brackenridge Golf Course. You know, because you you see the you know the, you see you got the square greens, you know, oh, and you got the, you, you got the old you got the old starting starting shack, you know, and you got the old building, the old clubhouse, and so you kind of get some of those those old school vibes. You know, you can kind of get the spirits, the spirits of the old game of golf. You know, that's it. I, I'm, I'm the same way, <laughs> and I do what they do in that movie. Like I'll sit there, I get on tee boxes, like all if I'm on a tree line fairway, I'll sit there and just vision. Those trees are gone, <laughs> and it, it just opens up into a field. All right, now, what is your biggest pet peeve as a superintendent when you see somebody doing when you're out there in the course? Like, what just pisses you off that you're going to get in the cart and you're going to go get tell that guy something or girl? Oh, <laughs> what is it, my biggest pet peeve? I mean, what gets me the most is when people drive up. By the green or drive on my four threes. I that goes through me like easy. I mean, when, I, when I'm driving around, I'll see a guy park three feet from my greens. I'm I'm beeline, I'm like right at him, and I'm letting him know, hey, 30 feet, come on, please. Four threes, don't drive on my four threes. You know, make me drove on <laughs> that. That upsets me, but and yeah, it's just. 
and then taking dips out of the green. Because you get mad about you missing a putt, so you just chop at the green. That's not that irritating. Don't, well, that that pisses me that that pisses me off too. I hate I hate to see when somebody does that because I'm like I'm like, hey man, what did the green do to you? Like, come on, guy. Like, exactly. and I'm just like, you're making an ass out of yourself. Like, like you want to get mad or whatever. Hey, get mad. Hey, you want to break your club? Break your club. You know, I throw did. it in the water. Don't was like, come dance, on, man. Dance, my green. That that happened one time. I can't remember what course I was at. I know it wasn't a golf club of Texas, but somebody got mad. And they kind of they tossed their, their their putter up in the air real cool, and they they didn't catch it, and it left this divot, and it left it right in somebody's line. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, dude, I'd be I'd be freaking livid. I'm like, we're playing a cash game here, and I'm like, you're gonna do that, and I'm like, it's like guy, like, it, and then the guy didn't even know how to properly fix it, and I'm just like, dude, I said that's I I, I, I was mad. See, I can take a little, you know, a little. Little ball, you know, like a little club mark in the green. That can be fixed. But when I see a guy just take his club and just hit the green, it takes out a piece of carpet. That yeah, I, I'm I'm ready to kill somebody. Oh man, somebody goes, uh, don't spit sunflower seeds on the green. Damn, this is me. This, this is me. <laughs> That's me. That 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 is me. I'm always I'm always trying my best to not spit because <laughs> because I got ADD right. So I got ADD and there's always I'm I'm a, I'm a head case when I'm out there in golf and so I need to be chewing on gum. I need to be uh, eating something. So I chew a lot of sunflower seeds and just to kind of keep my mind working right. And yeah. and I'm just like you you know I hate when I see sunflower seeds on the green and then I'm over here spitting them and I'm like oh crap <laughs> like I'm doing the same crap that I hate. We have our, I mean, we have one group that comes out, and we still can't catch the guy. But it's like, he will spit sunflower seeds all over the green. Like, I don't see how people put. Because it's just like, I mean, it's everywhere. And it's on every other green, he does it. And it's just, me and Sean just get, got it here, takes it out. This poor other feet is like, who is this guy? It's, it's, just, like a year it's, now. it's not me. It's not me. I just, I just spit a little bit. All right. I don't leave a trail of breadcrumbs. Well, it's like he, I don't know. He, he like, I, he's got to carry at least a five pound bag around. The <laughs> just, I mean, it's just so much. Oh man, my, my cheeks are hurting because I'm like that. That I'm that guy. I'm that. That is me. I'm that guy. All right. I'll let Sean know to watch you next time you guys are playing. Oh, damn. Well, you know what? That's all right because Sean always likes to follow me when I'm out there on the course, and he likes to rev the rev the lawnmower up real loud for me. And I'm like, Sean, you can't mess with me. I, I mess with myself way more than anybody else can mess with me. Right. I'm like, I don't need anybody to help me. <laughs> <laughs> Good by myself. All right. One of the last things here. Who are you playing your final round of golf with? Oh, man. My uh, – my dad and my uncle and my son. That's it. Where are you uh, playing? Where are you playing that last round? If I can, that last round will be played at Harbortown. There in South Carolina. Yes, sir. At it was at Nagpen, I believe. Harbortown, Nagpen. That's where I want to play my last round. I've just I've never been to that course. Uh, hear great things about it. Look at it, it's just beautiful. You know, that's where I want. That's where I want to visit. I know people say Augusta. Everybody wants to play Augusta. No. 
Well, I'm, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you this as I've as I've done this show, you know, I love to hear like like I hate to hear my voice, but I love to hear my guest voice. I love to hear the answers and the responses because I hear something different every single time, and it just I've one thing I've realized throughout running this podcast and having all the different guests on is that it's always about who you surrounded yourself with. And I know it, I I see like a joy you have because you know what, as I'm there uh, playing around, I see you and, and I always see you come in in the evenings with your wife and I always see you hop in a cart and y'all go and you you take, you, you take your stroll. And I'm just like, you take your drive around the course and you take it probably at the most beautiful time of day when that sun is setting. And I'm like, damn, I said, you know what? Thank God you're married because you know what? I would just, Hey, I, you know what? I would ask you to marry me, Ken. I'm like, yeah, I just know the perks, you know? Well, you know, you get the perks. <laughs> I, I, I do, but you know what? You, and it seems really nice because that's probably the time where for me, I was at, at the Hyatt on Tuesday and man, it was just, it was such, you know, everyone was scared about the rain or the, the, the rain that was going to come, but you know what? It was such a cool, gorgeous night to be out there on the course. Yeah. And, and we're out there and that sun is just coming down and I'm just like, damn, this is so badass to be out here. And you get to take your stroll out there with somebody that you love. And I'm sure like, that's probably like the best feeling ever is being on your course with your wife and then being out there, you know, with the sun setting. I mean, I see those damn pictures. I'm like, man, this guy's this guy's painting masterpieces over here. No, we, I do. I mean, that, that, that is our, we enjoy that. That's our time. We have a hard, we have a long day and Jeannie, she just, she loves, I mean, every course I'm at, she loves going out there and eating. And I, honestly, I take her out there a lot to show her what we did that day. I'm like, hey, I want to show you something. If I did something new or different, just to get her advice, because she will, she won't hesitate one bit to tell me, "Yeah, it looks like shit. You don't need to do that again." And yeah, I, I, I lean a lot on her. I mean, of course, she's seen pictures. I mean, she's helped me in irrigation. She helped me fix irrigation. She me. I mean, she's been, she's been my rock. <laughs> she has. There's been times this. She'd come out there and get on the mower. She don't care. She come in, I mean, she was out there raking traps one night. I mean, she just she loves what it, she she knows how much I love what I do. She knows how much I want this whatever you know this GCP especially right now. How I want that place to thrive and succeed. And she knows my passion for it, so she don't hesitate one bit. Hey. I'm like, I gotta go do this. Well, I'm gonna go help you. I'm like, all right. I miss you. It, I couldn't ask for a better one. Well, as as being a teacher and a coach, I know what it's like when your your spouse supports you, and supports your dreams, and supports your wants and your uh, professionally. You know that you want to be successful, not only for not only for yourself, but you know for the family and for the name. You know. And so I'm glad to hear that, man. I'm glad to hear because you can tell she doesn't look at it as a, as a chore or as a duty. Uh, it, you know what? When I see y'all out there, and that's a good amount of times, and I'm like, damn. I said, man, Kent, Kent's got himself a, a, a down ass chick, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I have no complaint. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, you gotta think. Uh, I mean, she she moved out. She she was all about moving out here to Texas. I mean, he didn't question it. He's like, 
I'm like, I'm gonna take his position out there. She's like, all right, let's go. She's like, I mean, it's just she this is how she is. She knows she knows how I am with my career. And she doesn't she doesn't get in the way of it. She just lets me she lets me make the decision on okay, if you feel like it's the right place, we're going. She doesn't question it. And when we get here, she loves it. <laughs> Well, good, man. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad we have you because you're doing some great things. And uh, I'm I'm really hoping that this forum does uh, put you out there more to know uh, the man behind the all the improvements and the man that's leading the great team that's doing such a great job. And a lot of people say, oh, man, you just kind of blow smoke up people's asses and you're just a fanboy. And I said, I am. I said, I, I am a fanboy. I love this game and I love what I see out there. And I'm just, that this is my show. I want to let people know about it, you know, and I, I think appreciate it. I thank you for all the work you've done. I appreciate it very much. Um, like I said, I can't take all the credit. And I'm not going to. I'm just, fortunate. I'm just, I just got the job title, superintendent. Everything else, it's my guys. I told you, like I said earlier, if I didn't have the group of guys that I have that had the passion like I do, that course wouldn't be like it is right now. It'd be maybe halfway there. So right now, it's there because of my guys. They go out there, they bust their butts. They do what I ask, and they take pride in everything. And I'm just, I'm just there. I'm just there leading the charge. That's it. They're the ones doing all the work. Well, that's awesome, brother. That's awesome, brother. And I appreciate all that you're doing for the game of golf here in San Antonio because uh, you've really given hack golfers like us, you know, a great course to play on. Did you have any questions for me? Man, uh, I don't know. <laughs> when we go get and play again? Oh, man. We haven't played again in a while. Oh, man. Dude, I'm almost I'm almost done. This is my last month of teaching. Thank you, Jesus. It's been a crazy year. I've been thankful. And I think that's one of the biggest things that that in speaking with a lot of people in the golf game and speaking with a lot of, uh, you know, pros, teaching professionals, uh, some of the best players in the city is that it, it seems like through all this COVID, we've really kind of seen and learned what's important to us. And uh, you know, this game is, this game is really done a lot for me because I got to go back home. I don't think a lot of people know this. I might've said this on the show, but I got to play, I'd probably say up to, up to date, up to this date, I'm 41 years old. I played my most favorite round of golf with my dad, uh, his brother, my uncle, and then my uncle from my mother's side. And we had never played together. And it, it was just like, it was a beautiful day. I mean, uh, we were playing in Corpus Christi. We were playing, I think, in Rolling Hills, a golf course in um, in Cal Allen, Texas. They're just right outside of Corpus. And we we're playing in 30-mile-an-hour winds. Uh, it was a scramble for one of my buddies, his son's, his son's uh, baseball team. And it was like the best day ever. I mean, we were all hitting shots, sinking putts. Uh, making e I, my uncle made an eagle putt. My dad was making putts. Everybody, like, contributed. And then we went and we had a dinner afterwards. We had a steak dinner afterwards. And it was like, it was like one of the greatest days of my life. And I don't think it would have happened if, if COVID never happened because you know what, because of the circumstances and, and why I was there and things of that nature. And I'm just like, I said, shoot, like I'm so grateful for all that we have. And uh, it's just, it's been a great time. It's been a great time. 
you know, a lot of people are looking at the negatives, man. I'm only looking at the positives, you know, and, and, and it's, it's been awesome, man. It's been awesome. And I'm thankful that, uh, during this COVID that you were brought to golf club of Texas, you know, to improve it for us. And I'm I'm very blessed. I couldn't ask, I couldn't ask for better fortune to be, I'm very blessed to be a golf club of Texas and get to meet people like you. I mean, there's a great group of guys out there that I've been lucky to meet and play with. I mean, well, 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 thank you, Ken. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you a call back later uh, just to kind of talk a little bit about the show. But uh, once again, hey, guys, uh, go out to Golf Club of Texas. Uh, you'll see Ken and his crew out there a good amount of times. And thank you, Ken, for everything that you're doing for the game of golf. Thank you, Andy. Appreciate it. All right. Have a good night, brother. You too. Thank you. I really want to thank Ken for being on the show tonight. Uh, I'm here, as you can see right here, I'm in my school office here at school uh, because, hey, nothing is OB. So wherever you are, wherever we can be, we can talk about the game of golf. I really want to thank my sponsor, Michael A. Aguirre, for all your financial advising needs. Please visit www.michael-aguirre.com. I want to thank the Golf Club of Texas for allowing Superintendent Ken Buckler to be on the show. Uh, thank you to all my fans and all my viewers. Uh, I really appreciate you. I do this show for y'all and to help people in the game of golf. Thank y'all so much for supporting the show. Remember, in the game of life, nothing is OB.